Welcome to the Great Restoration Podcast. We're really happy that you're here, and we can't wait to talk with you more about taking Jesus to work. Welcome. This is Patrick Weed and Lindsay Raphael, and I'm excited to have you join us again for our journey as we're learning to allow God to restore our souls. <laughs> I say it that way because it definitely feels like we need it sometimes. Mm-hmm. I know, like, oh my gosh, I feel like we step into this sometimes, like, oh, everything's horrible. We need to be restored. <laughs> but in reality, what you guys don't always get to hear is Lindsay and I spend a good amount of time catching up and talking because we live, as we've mentioned previously, in different parts of the country. And I don't know, I guess I just, I get encouraged, Lindsay, by listening to you. I get encouraged, but then I'm also then like challenged. And then it's also like an hour later and we're like, oh, we got to start recording. Wait, we need to record a podcast. We should probably do a podcast since that's what we're here to do. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so it's welcome, so true. Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> yes. So today we are, gosh, what are we, five episodes in now? Five and we've been talking about restoration with the analogy of, you know, restoring homes. And I started, you know, with, I love those home reno shows like hometown and fixer upper and fixer to fabulous. And I could go on. Um, but we've kind of been using that as our anchor point. And so today we are going to talk about the fact that, uh, it takes a village and that the idea that restoration never happens in isolation. In some, there might be one or two people who swing that first hammer, but there's a whole team of people that come onto the job to make it happen. And in the spirit of that, you know, we've been sharing verses the last couple of episodes at the beginning, and I had a verse at the very beginning, and it just didn't sit quite right. And so in the spirit of it taking a village, Patrick and I figured out, okay, what verses do we really want to share tonight that really speak to our hearts? So we decided to both share a verse. So we just want to start there so that we can just start from a place of encouragement. Absolutely. So um, the first verse just to share with y'all is Ephesians 4, 11, And it just says, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. And, you know, the reason that this spoke to me is because tonight we're talking about the fact that restoration takes a village and this just kind of paints the picture that all along God, Christ has had this, this vision for the fact that, you know, one size doesn't fit all, that it takes multiple types to come together for a common purpose, which in this case is fulfilling, you know, building up the body of Christ, but he knows evangelists are different from teachers, which are different from pastors and different from prophets. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit and how God is using that same concept in our journeys in the workplace and try to encourage you a little bit as you're also wrestling with, you know, what does God have for you next? What does he have for you right now, tomorrow when you go to work and, um, you know, how you can rely on that village that he's put in your life. I so sometimes people call me heresy, call heresy when I do this. But to me, I'm trying to take the Bible and apply it to what I'm going through. And when we saw this verse and when Lindsay grabbed it, I was like, you know, I've only ever heard that verse really preached on specifically in a ministry context to those particular like positions of ministry. Mm-hmm. As you were just now reading it, Lindsay, I was like, I wonder, I wonder what it would feel like. So I'm going to give it a shot here. If we said, so Christ himself gave the CEOs, the mentors, the directors, the frontliners, 
the trainers, the mail and copy room people, oh, the front desk office person, yes. <laughs> the admin assistants, the firefighters, right? The, oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. The mom. That's good. I like that too. Work at home moms. Work at home moms. The Starbucks baristas. He's given us all of those, but I like keeping the ending the same so that the body of Christ may be built up because yeah. that's what we're really trying to talk about is taking Jesus to work. Um, yeah. For me, it was 2 Corinthians 13, 11, finally, brothers and sisters, <laughs> rejoice. And I do like that it has the word restoration in it. I'm just going to say it. Strive for full restoration. Encourage one another. Be of one mind. Live in peace, which takes me a lot sometimes. And the God of love and peace will be with you. And I definitely feel like that ending there too is important to me where like, and as everything Lindsay and I were talking about catching up on and then talking about in this episode is that we fall back and rely on God to be able to be there with us. So I absolutely, and just so you know, I can't get away from it. It takes a village and thinking of the village people, but that's just a side note, a YMCA. Okay. I've said it. I don't have to say it anymore. Now you've um, got that visual in our heads. Sorry. <laughs> village people, we all help each other. That's funny. You know, when you were reading that verse, actually, I didn't notice before the fact that it said full restoration. So I'm just kind of taking that as a challenge too, that, you know, you don't stop a project oh. mid restoration and walk away from it you so know, some places do <laughs> yeah, some places do and right and then it's like what happened i know in our neighborhood we have a yard that's like they tore up the driveway i don't even know over a year ago and it still looks i mean it's not done and we every time we pass by we go what happened right, you know right. and so we don't really want that to be our story you know what happened they stopped mid restoration so you know, right now we are in the heart of this restoration. I feel like five episodes in. The table sound that you guys need to hear. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I'm recording. <laughs> yeah, it's just for effect. I'm serious right now. But really, I mean, some exciting things are happening, right, for both Patrick and myself. But also, sometimes it just feels like you're trudging through sand, right? And so this, we just want to encourage you wherever you're at right now you're not in it alone. We're here with you. We're praying for you. We pray for you before every podcast. And it's kind of become a routine that like, even though we don't know who's listening, we still feel like we're part of your village in a way. And so what we're going to talk about is, you know, starting with this idea of home restoration that we've been talking about is, you know, laying out the, the imagery for you here. I call it calling in the experts, you know, so thinking about in your restoration that you're going through and in our own personal restoration, um, when you're thinking about restoring a home and I'm watching those home reno shows, they always call in someone who's the cabinet expert and the flooring guy. And if you're like me and you love hometown, you know, Mike, the flooring guy, when he comes on the screen, you're like, Mike, I want Mike to do my floors, you know, cause everybody knows Mike is the expert. He's the go-to guy. And it's then you have the short shorts or a really tight shirt. It's, you know, it, it's because he's the flooring guy. Totally. It's he's the, he knows what he's doing, man. And so, and there's the tile guy, right? And so there's, there's this humility, right? That even the project managers know they're not an expert in building cabinets and they need to get the best people on the job. And so we want to challenge all of you who, you know, we started with this idea of what is God asking you to invest? And so now we're, probably four weeks into this. And the hope is that you've been spending time with God and he's been revealing to you, what are those areas that A, need restoration, but where is he calling you to invest? Is it time with him? Is it 
getting involved in investing in other people, what whatever that is, you yourself still need other people on your journey of restoration as well. And so that can come in many different forms. And those of us who work in the corporate world know we we need a lot of different roles on a team. We need the people who report to us that we can kind of we can delegate to and then they grow as a result of that. We need our managers and our leaders who help develop us. We need our peers who we can bounce ideas off of or just go vent to or you know say hey i know you worked on that project and you learned something about that can i take you to coffee and learn a little bit about that and so for you in your own life when it comes to your spiritual restoration that can also take many different forms it could mean finding a mentor you know in your church or are you part of a small group um, or a prayer team um, do you have an accountability partner or a trusted friend who can just who knows you well enough to call you out or to say, you know what, let's just pray about this, right? Because God has a, a vision and a plan. And so, and I want to be part of helping you just trust him in that. And so part of this journey is just kind of thinking uh, and turning to God and asking God, who have you put in my life who maybe I haven't considered so far, um, who is part of my restoration story? And then in turn, who could I help? in their restoration journey. You know, we're going to talk about that as we wrap up this season in a few episodes, but just be thinking about, you know, yes, God wants to use people in your life, but he also wants to use you in other people's lives. So you get to be part of other people's restoration. And so, you know, I'm going to share a personal story a little bit later on, but um, as I was thinking about this, I just couldn't get away from the example that I wanted to share with, with all of you about, um, about Moses. And Moses is inspirational to me in a lot of ways, but, you know, he's an obvious choice, right, to be an inspiration, but he kind of gave God a lot of excuses before he really decided to obey. And I'm really good at giving God excuses. And so <laughs> Moses is one that God typically comes back to me and is like, remember him? He gave excuses too. And so, so as I was thinking about this idea of the village and God using other people in our lives, especially in my own life to help me develop as a leader in the workplace kept bringing this um story back to my mind and it plays out in exodus 18 if you want to check it out but it's really you know moses is is well into his leadership role with the israelites right they've they're they're in the desert at this point and the israelites go to him for pretty much everything moses father-in-law observes all of this and realizes what's going on here Moses is the only one helping these these people. He's sitting by himself all day. He actually says in verse 13 um, that Moses sat to judge the people and the people stood before Moses from morning until evening. So when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he did for the people, he said, what is this thing that you're doing <laughs> for the people? Why do you alone sit and all of the people stand before you from morning until evening? And so then they have this dialogue about the fact that Moses feels like he's the only one who really has the answers. You know, he's the only one who can help. And Moses' father-in-law comes in and says, you know, quite honestly, both you and these people who are with you will surely wear yourselves out. <laughs> in other <laughs> words, if this sounds familiar at all in the corporate language, you're going to get burned out. Because he says, for this thing is too much for you. You are not able to perform it by yourself. And I love how honest the Bible is. And he says, listen to my voice. 
I will give you counsel and God will be with you. And then he tells them, he lays out a plan. He says, stand before the people, before God, for the people, be their representative, but equip other people to be able to answer some of these questions that the people are coming to you for. So share the load, give other people an opportunity to develop, know that yes, God has a plan, but part of his plan is that other people are also involved and it's not just all on you. And so um, that was that really just kept coming back to me as I know I've shared with with all of you on this podcast that God's really working on me in terms of what is my next step in a leadership role and how do I want to develop as a leader? And so this idea of it taking a village, that's that's the story that came back to me that God was telling me, yeah, you don't have to do this by yourself. And in fact, my plan all along, it goes back to Ephesians 4.11, my plan all along is that other people take part in building up the body of Christ. And so if you're trying to do restoration by yourself, you are naturally not doing it the way that I designed. Hmm. So anyways, there's some insights um, that have just kind of hit me hard. I wanted to kind of share that this week. So tell me, okay. So first of all, I knew you were going to talk about Jethro Mills's I don't remember that. I went to Bible college and I don't remember that story. <laughs> I know you mentioned the uh, the reference, but for myself, as well as for our listeners, um, what's the reference to that again? So I can go read it five more times. Yeah, yeah. It's actually Exodus 18. If you read the whole chapter, it's it gives you the full context. Um, but I actually started reading from verse 13, but I would say read all of chapter 18. Oh, that's good. I mean, oh my goodness. That could preach. Let's just put it that way. I okay. could preach, man. I'm like, come on. I want to hear somebody talk. I want to hear a pastor. Okay, I'm going to go on a side rant for two seconds. I want to <laughs> hear a pastor preach about the fact that they can't do it by themselves, that you can't do it by yourself, that we can't do it by ourselves. Yeah. And that even like, not only is it saying you can't do it by yourself, but it's saying that you're not going to succeed. You are going to fail if you do it this way. Yes, I love the wow. language that he says is you, you all will, will wear yourselves out. And then I love it. He goes, now listen to my voice. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, right. the CEO came in and was like, you guys are inefficient and not doing it the right way. Exactly. Well, bam, Jethro dropped some truth. Jethro, bro, that is, oh, that's good. Lindsay, that's really good. Good job. I'm, I'm proud of you. Thanks for sharing that part. That was good. I liked it. Um, so. The interesting thing about getting together with Lindsay on, on these recordings is we'll often start sharing. And today I was just sharing a bunch of stuff that was happening in my life. And it, it it's nothing but God. I mean, come on. It just has to be because it's it lays perfectly for tonight. It's too perfect. So and I want to make sure I'm not saying that my story is perfect. It's just it lines up as a great example of, of working with people. So one thing. There's a lot of things I do not do well. There's a lot of things in corporate that I've had to learn. Um, and it's not what I studied for. It is not where I intended to be with my life. Long story of another day. But uh, <laughs> um, one of the things, though, that I've quickly realized that I am good at doing is reaching out to people. Um, my wife says I'm amazing at networking. And it's a skill I've realized is, is I believe, a God-given skill. And not just for a corporate aspect, but because I like talking to new people. I like including people. And it's part of what I feel is how God made me to be. 
And so basically what's happened to me within this past, so tonight actually, um, <laughs> but uh, a while ago I was meeting with my manager and we were discussing. So the big thing for me throughout the course of this podcast and kind of where my journey, my corporate journey is going right now, I've had this new revelation of training and how amazing, how amazing and perfect training is for me. <laughs> I've had this basically revelation of training is a direction within my career I really want to pursue and have started basically asking a lot of questions. Through the course of talking to my manager, he was like, oh, I've got somebody who you should really talk to. And I was like, cool, uh, what's their you know, email and Slack and I'll just reach out to them, you know, see if they're in the office. And he's like, oh no, this person actually works for a different company. And, um, but I, I'll, I'll make sure to, to drop a note to them so that they know you're going to reach out. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I know, and I've definitely recognized that this is probably one of the more intimidating things for people. For me, an intimidating thing would be to get on a phone call with a customer and try to solve their problem with technology that I only know a little bit about. That's <laughs> intimidating for me. Um, I know that for a lot of people, it's really intimidating to even within your company, let alone outside of your company, to reach out. Like, even though you're being, your name is being dropped to basically cold call somebody. Um, it doesn't bother me. I love it. I think it's great. Um, you like a dog. I, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wish I could, I wish we could all just give each other tidbits of what we wish we could do that other people do. Anyways, um, so I reached out to this person and through LinkedIn, actually, I hadn't told you that part. Um, I just found him on LinkedIn, reached out and sent him a message. And I was like, hey, I would love to uh, buy you a drink sometime and pick your brain. Um, I'd really like, I see you're doing training and I want to learn more about how to pursue training as a career. So they were really kind, which was awesome. Um, responded very positively, which I'm going to pause here real quick. And I know we're going to probably reiterate this a few times, but as Lindsay and I were talking, I was sharing this with her we really kind of realized that how important it is and how valuable it is the people who are willing to reinvest their time yeah. and the, the people who care enough to turn around and help the person behind them. Mm -hmm. um, so this person that I reached out to, I really value that and appreciate that they responded that way. And so I was like, cool, you know, let's get together after work. Um, I'll, buy, I'll buy us, you know, I'll buy the first round. And uh, as I was headed that direction, so I'm going to share this piece. I'm going to be a little bit vague, but bear with me because I feel like it's a good vulnerable piece to share. So this person is the opposite uh, gender of me. And whenever you're getting together in a one-on-one -on -one meeting, it's always like, I always kind of cringe a little bit and go, okay, it's totally fine. It's totally appropriate. At the same time, I, I want to just never send the wrong vibe, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's so many horror stories out there. So I kind of went to my wife and I was like, hey, you want to be my buffer? <laughs> I, love that. So I was like, you know, we're going to this one spot that you've been wanting to go to anyways, and they've got great dinner and good drinks. And so, you know, why don't we go and you can get dinner and we'll just, you know, this person that I'm meeting with, uh, we'll, we'll have a couple of drinks and we'll talk while you eat dinner. And she's like, sure, I'll do that. So I text messaged this person today. I said, hey, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to bring my wife with me. Um, she just really wants to try some of the food that's at that spot. And this lovely lady, she goes, you know, that, yeah, totally. No problem. In fact, if you don't mind, I'm going to bring my husband too. I was like, perfect. And she's like, the more the merrier. It's a party. Hooray. So <laughs> as much so, and 
I'm going to admit, I didn't pray over that. I didn't like ask God to bless it and protect me from, you know, horrible things happening that tend to, that can, that can happen. Um, but at the same time, I look at it and I go, I know that God was in that and that he was protecting the situation, allowing me to be myself as well as set up healthy boundaries. And sometimes people can freak out if you're bringing your spouse with you, I know, or they feel like it's awkward a little bit. Um, but I was super grateful and thankful to God that it went really well. We had a great time. We laughed, we talked. Um, Becca was asked quite a few questions. She jumped in the conversation. It was great. Like her, this lady's husband had a lot to say. He's been in the IT industry. Anyways, I'm rambling mm -hmm. on a little bit of a side point, but I think that was the first spot that I, that I've noticed um, that God was really involved. And then the other piece of it. So I'm gonna figure out how to share this. Um, <laughs> I've been trying to establish some career goals, or I would say like achievement levels maybe <laughs> achievement levels <laughs> that's just a gamer within me talking i'm gonna be like you did not only show your it stripes you showed some other stripes on that one <laughs> <laughs> so i've had a particular salary level in mind that i'm striving towards not for the money but as Lindsay even was talking and asking me about it um for me it's also just a little bit of like I don't have a lot of IT education or, you know, cyber anything education. And so all of my merits have been based on relationships, which I think is cool. And definitely God's allowed that to happen. Um, but as I, I was figuring out how do I strive towards new things and justify better salaries and future career positions um one of the things that for me was just wanting to be able to have this like set salary in my mind um but i okay side note again i'm a missionary kid who grew up in countries where talking about how much you make was never an issue like no one ever batted an eye at it it was always no big deal and so i've had to learn that in america that's not exactly an appropriate question to ask hey how much do you make well, I'm this much. It's like, oh, you don't ask that question. Great, you buy dinner. Exactly. Oh, it's <laughs> so much baggage with it. It's ridiculous. So as we were driving there, I, I told Becca this because I was like, hey, I need to get this out of my system so that I don't accidentally ask. So I'm going to tell you all the things that I wish I could ask that I shouldn't. And that way it's, it won't come up. And she was like, okay, cool. She goes, and I told her about this whole salary kind of level thing. And she was like, yeah, I don't ask that. And, you know, why don't we focus on these things? You know, what can you learn? Uh, how did they grow in their career? Blah, blah, blah. All the good corporate-y things to ask when you're going to meet someone as a potential mentor. And uh, so we get there, we talk, um, we're talking, we both had worked at a previous company, even though we'd only seen each other maybe once or twice. We talked about our history. Uh, we talked about our passion for training. It sparked a ton of conversations. But as we were discussing things, and, and I really like it when people recognize, and I don't know, this is probably a whole nother thing, but I was obviously going into it with a, I want this person, this lovely lady to be a mentor in my life because they are obviously succeeding in the areas that I want to succeed in. Um, basically, she was 
very quickly responding to that and giving a lot of like advice and thoughts and, you know, make sure to do this. And, oh my goodness, I can't believe that's where you're at. That's an amazing opportunity. And one of the things she started pointing out was, you know, as you're taking on more responsibilities, make sure to go and double check what those different roles, how much they make so that you can then justify to your boss, you know, to be able to get a raise or to get a promotion to a different position. And she just starts throwing out the baseline levels of salaries that people make in training, which blew my mind, first of all. <laughs> my wife and I were like, no wonder there's people who still can afford to like travel and, and you know, buy yachts and do all those crazy things. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but needless to say, um, when I was talking to Becca about that, at the end of talking, even though we said we weren't going to bring up the money aspect, um, Becca was like, hey, why don't we just do the things we used to do when we were going into kind of nervous situations and pray. And I was like, sure. So we prayed out loud in the car on the way there. And I did not pray that God would, you know, let this come up. But for me, for this lady to start sharing details like that, that to me are fairly outside of the norm of corporate conversations, even outside of the office in a, you know, more casual environment. I felt like that was an answer to prayer. I felt like God was looking at the situation and going, you want to know this and are doing your best to uh, approach things in an appropriate, positive way. And because you're doing that, I'm going to take care of you and not only take care of the whole situation and make it amazing, but I'm going to also help you get information that you were hoping to be able to get. So all of that to say, as of tonight, I've met what I believe will hopefully be a super and has already just per this one conversation, um, a person who I'm looking forward to being a mentor in my life. And this all stemmed from my boss recommending reaching out to them, them responding well, my wife joining me. She hates doing things like that. I don't want to say hates in case they ever listen to this podcast, but it is not her go-to thing. She came because I asked her to. And I think she still had a good time. She said she did, but it was reluctant at first. Um, but that takes her getting out of her comfort zone. I'll put it that way. And, and also her reminding me to pray um, before we went in. Like the biggest thing for me, so wrapping up kind of this story of, of what's going on with me, with people and my, uh, my village. <laughs> I still think of the village people. I can't not. Um, but with my village, basically, it's these people in my life. And some of them are, you know, my wife. Obviously, I picked her and I picked a good one. Um, whether she listens to podcasts or not, I'm going to say things like that. <laughs> and then I, I've had bad bosses. And I think I really have a great boss right now. And both of those have played a part in where I'm at in my, you know, corporate journey. Um, as well as I would say, play a part in the spiritual level I have in my corporate journey, whether it be God, please help me make it through today with this boss or God, thank you so much for this boss. Um, and then people like this mentor. Um, and even if it doesn't turn anything beyond the fun conversation tonight, um, all of the things that they helped me lay out. And we're going to get into that a little bit more later with some of the, the homework that I've got now that came out of that meeting. And so for me, that's probably my best example. And, and it's hard because I don't want to be like, do look at me. I'm so good. Do exactly what I do. Like, no, 
this stuff, the only thing that I did was I sent a LinkedIn message, which anyone can do. You can, you, you too can send a LinkedIn message. Um, but it's God who orchestrates the whole thing and, yeah. and helps it happen. And then I think it's to us discussing it, processing it with Lindsay and, and recognizing how it lines up so much with what we wanted to talk about tonight and how it's God who places people in our lives and helps orchestrate where he wants to take you. And this is not where I thought I'd be in my life. Once again, completely new area. So that's me. That's a bit of my story right now that really aligns with the vil my, my village. I'm going to say that way, my village currently. Well, and I think one of the things that you shared before we, when we we're doing our, our walkthrough, uh, before we started actually recording, was the idea of, yes, we can ask God, you know, hey, open my eyes to, you know, who you have in my life right now or bring, you know, bring a connection that I might not be aware of, you know, put that person in my life, but it also takes us taking some action as well and pursuing, you know, and actually participating in this journey, right? Which is what you had to do. Yes, your boss said, hey, I know somebody who you could learn a lot from, right? That was a connection, but you had to follow up on it. Yep. And so again, with this idea of restoration, yes, God is going to bring people into your life. You can ask him to make you more aware, but you also still have to take action on where he's leading you. And you had a phrase or a, a, a quote from someone that you shared. It was, um, God will do a hundred percent, but you oh. also, so what was it? What there was, so, so it's the idea that a lot of times we're like, you know, you can rely on God, you know, God's going to take care of you and do everything. He's going to take care of everything. So it's a hundred percent God, but yeah, a lot of times, yes. like we feel like then that means it's zero percent us and mm -hmm. also not a 50, 50. So what I heard in the sermon was it's a hundred percent God, but it's also a hundred percent you. Yes. Yes. And I think that's really awesome. And so, you know, with where you're at, I mean, just in the last couple of weeks since we met, I'm just amazed because the homework that we were sharing the last time and kind of what God has been doing the last two weeks, I mean, it's it's really incredible, you know, and, you know, both of us are in this place right now with our roles where there's a lot of transition, some uncertainty, some things are exciting, but there are also a lot, you know, along with that comes a little bit of anxiety, right? Like, okay, I've got all these ideas and these big dreams and you know, I'm going to connect with this person and that person, but oh, wait, now I have to actually put that into action. And how do I do that? And so for me, I've been sharing on this podcast that God's really helping me develop as a leader and that that's exciting and scary at the same time. And so, you know, we'll kind of lead into our homework um, by me sharing this, this little short story. And that's just when I first started developing my HR career. I joined a local HR association. I ended up volunteering with them, ultimately actually being on their board and then being the president of their board. And so it just kind of led to all these different things. But that actually started with, I got involved, went to their meetings and I participated in their mentorship program. And Part of that program was connecting me, you know, I was younger professional in HR, connecting me with a more senior level person in HR and, and working on some of the goals that I have. And this person that I worked with, I mean, she was perfect for me. I mean, she was honest. She was 
very direct, but she also had a genuine interest in helping me develop. And so she and I would meet for coffee and, um, and really that mentorship gave birth to a lot of where I'm at right now. She was the one who encouraged me to look for opportunities at my current company, which I loved. I didn't really want to leave, but I didn't see a path forward. Um, and so through that relationship and through volunteering with this uh, association, it really helped me grow. And so I haven't had a formal mentor in a while, but as I've been going through this process and really growing more as not just a contributor on the team, but as a leader of a small group, uh, God has, I think, been sharing with me, okay, I think I, you know, I, I've been having the desire, I guess I should say, to have more of a mentor, um, a mentor role in my life again in a more formal capacity. And so, but I would love to have that um, person work in the corporate world, but also be a believer because God can use anybody in your life. And the person that mentored me before when I was developing in HR was not a believer and God used that person in so many different ways. But I do feel like as he's teaching me how to reflect him in my leadership role, I'd like to learn from someone else who also has, like, how do you reflect Christ and the love that Christ has for other people in a leadership role in the corporate world? And so that's my homework that I'm working through. That's a, I'm just, I'm going to kind of lead into that, but that's a little bit about my story and, you know, God sharing, bringing back these uh, stories of, you know, Jethro and Moses. He's reminding me, like, Hey, yeah, you live in 2022, but this has been my design all along is that we help each other. Like my vision, my purpose, I bring many different people along to work together to, you know, for that, for my goal, for my purpose that I have for your life or for the body of Christ. So my homework is, you know, yes, I will be praying about, you know, about that mentor and what that relationship will look like. But my specific homework is um, to identify where are some of the um, areas that I can, what, what did you say earlier, Patrick? Where, how can I put myself in a position to meet those people? Yes. So similar to how I did when I was developing in HR, I joined an association that then led to that mentorship program I do know that there is an association here in the Seattle area uh, for Christians in the business world. And so my homework is to start getting involved with that group a little bit more intentionally um, and just seeing where that leads. Nice. Yeah. I thought it might be interesting. So we've got kind of two challenges that we've outlined for others. And real quick, I'll just mention it. It's, it's weird though, cause it's not spiritual. So my homework, is I need to go work on some certification. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I need to work. You got a lot of homework. I have a lot of homework. I've got four points and they're all like, I don't know, work, not spiritual work, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to I'm get to that in a second. Um, and I'm actually going to save one. I'm going to switch around the order of these to be able to help set one. So I've got kind of more of uh, the titles that um, this lovely woman Kind of expressed to me in our meeting tonight she was like pursue these particular titles mm -hmm. um and then the the two parts where i really feel like i could see my need for god to for 
for God's help and for me to participate in his help is I got to figure out how to set, set boundaries while still actively being uh, not successful, but accomplishing things that need to get done. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's a big one for me and it's hard for me to do. So I know I'm going to need prayer in that aspect. And then the other one is I've got to figure out a way to take some information to my manager and be like, not ask, but kind of set a plan um, that we talked about it being, uh, give him a blueprint of what I want to do and ask him to help me accomplish it, which is so not my approach typically. <laughs> like I'm usually just like, you know, if you, would you, what do you think about like, no, I need to go in and be assertive and being assertive to me is not always viewed as kind. So anyways, those are the things where I'm, they're very work related, but very much I need help from God in doing them. <laughs> well, and setting healthy boundaries, if that's one that you're particularly uh, struggling with, because I know that's hard, right? Especially if you're trying to take on new uh, new responsibilities. That means that you have to say no to something. So if there is someone that you've observed at work who is really good at that, maybe start watching them a little bit more too and seeing, you know, how do they do that? Cause I've, I've done that with folks that I've, I've noticed, man, that person's really good at building rapport with people. What are the things that they're doing just to kind of learn, learn new skills um, that might not come as naturally to me. So it's kind of, even if someone's not in a formal mentorship role, you can still learn a lot from them. Oh, absolutely. So I was thinking it might be fun with our challenges that we have for our listeners and, and feel free to say, no, you don't want to, but I was thinking, no, I, know. I don't want to <laughs> be that way. Um, <laughs> I was thinking they both very specifically apply to our stories, but what if we switched them? Because I feel like you speaking to my story would have a different tone to it. And if you let me speak to your story, I feel like God gave me something to share with you. Oh, you wanted to do that right now? Yeah, let's do it now. Okay, let's go. You want me to start? All right, I'll start with that one then. So um, similarly to how, Lindsay, you were talking about uh, finding people to be in your life, right? Um, I felt like God told me to pray for you to find a Jethro, to pray for mm -hmm. a Jethro to come into your life. Um, so that's going to be my prayer for you. And I think that that's kind of what we wanted to challenge everybody who's listening to is I know that a lot of times it can be difficult. You'll sit down and whether it be, you're just like, I don't know. I don't know who could do this in my life or, or to be blunt, if there's anyone you might even trust to allow to be these kind of people in your lives, you might not have that. You might not have a tribe or a, a village or mm -hmm. even a friend. And so we wanted to recognize that um, and just kind of try to encourage you. I think that it goes to, to what Lindsay was talking about of, you know, not just sit and be like, okay, God, you know, time for you to do it hundred percent. Um, but as we were discussing it, the phrase that came to my mind was active participation. Yes. So ask God, who are the people or not who, but ask God to bring people into your life. And then as you ask him for that, look for ways that you can put yourself, like Lindsay said, in a position to meet them. So if you're just sitting at home, you're not necessarily, you know, we, there's a lot of work from home, remote jobs these days you probably aren't going to meet people who can be your village. So right. you know, go out, get outside, go to some <laughs> association or go to Starbucks, go to, you know, somewhere where you can sit, where God can bring people into your life. Yes. So, yeah. And in the virtual world, there are a lot of, I mean, we all have zoom meetings and teams meetings all of the time, but 
you know, my last uh, year or so with the association serving on the board, we were getting more into, okay, how can we connect people virtually? So, and now we're, what, two and a half years into the, the pandemic, maybe a little bit less than that. And so if you find that group, even if you don't have an opportunity to meet with people in person, there are a lot of ways to connect with people virtually. So even gaming, sorry, as you were saying, yes, yeah, creative ways that aren't work related. Totally. Yes. Anything. Yes, it could be anything. It doesn't have to necessarily be related to, you know, the goals that you want to accomplish at work. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Like, as you were saying, I was like, oh yeah, there's so many virtual things that we do that, so yeah so for your story i mean you and i talked a lot about about this earlier but um you know the idea of making the blueprint you know making the plan that you're a dreamer you know and so i know my prayer for you is going to be that just god will give you clarity but i also think that um rather than just popping into your boss's office like (laughs) <laughs> and think because it would be so easy to fall back on your comfort zone of like hey i had a great uh meeting with this person and i want to share with you what i've learned like actually setting some intentional time and being a little bit more serious about it i think will help to set the tone for where you're trying to go rather than just like hey i want to share with you and this i mean still be your you know normal patrick you know energetic self but i think my challenge for you to would be to take that to heart, actually map out, okay, I've got a two to three year plan here and then work backwards. Kind of like you do with your, um, when you do a root cause analysis, we talked about this, like something has already happened and you are trying to find the root cause. So do it in reverse. Like, you know where you want to go. And so work backwards and establish the root and kind of your path forward. So my challenge for you is to do your root cause analysis before this actually happens. That's good. I like that a lot. Proactive. And then set a time intentionally with your boss so that you don't let yourself off the hook um, and you don't just pop into his office one day, but like maybe it's next week, maybe it's next Wednesday or next Thursday where you're like, Hey, I had a great chat with this person. I've got some thoughts I want to share with you. Um, Can you meet next Tuesday at such and such time? And then that forces you to kind of get organized and get prepared a little bit with your thoughts. That's good. I like it. That's a great analogy too, because that you know that that speaks right to the. I heart. know you. I love. <laughs> I, I know you love that RCA. Yeah. Yes, I do. It is. Yeah. But it's so, special to me. <laughs> it is, and so homework for everybody else out there listening is just exactly what patrick said start talking to god asking him to show you people who are currently in your life or that he can bring into your life and then be an active participant it could be one person it could be a small action but participate in um in his answer to your prayer because he will answer your prayers it might not be in the way you expected but get out there and do it absolutely sounds good All right. Well, it was really great to have y'all join us tonight. We hope that everybody has a great week and we'll talk to you in the next one. Night, y'all. Night, y'all.